Good morning, Rita. Good morning, Pleasance. Good morning. How you doing? I am well this morning. How about you? I'm good. We just sent the kiddos off to school and they were just fine. It was easy peasy. They got in their lines and they had smiles and they are off. So here we are. Wow. Um. Yeah, it's really awesome. They were really awesome. And it just feels good to have that transition happening and to be moving into a new season, which is what we're talking about today, um, is the change of seasons that are upon us or slowly starting to be. It is dark at 5 a.m. now when I get up. It's dark until almost 6 Um, which is just that sign that things are changing again. And in fact, this morning here in DC, it's really chilly. I have a sweatshirt on. Um, And so I can feel things changing. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I'm noticing um, actually is more really fascinating to me is coming through some of my private clients is that they, so two or three of the private clients that I've been working with for a period of time. So these are women who started in thrive and then who stayed on either to do some private mentoring or who joined thrive squared, which is the nine month mentorship program. And so it's longer than uh, the foundational thrive period, which is a much shorter period of time. And what I'm noticing with them is that they are Um, really tuned in to this change of season that is in the process of happening and going to happen over the next several weeks. And they're feeling all the feels Mm. about it. So I had someone text me over the weekend and say, like, is it normal to be sad while I'm packing for the last trip of the summer? Hmm. Is it normal to feel so excited for my kids starting a new grade and so proud of them, but, or, or, and feel grief and sadness and loneliness at the thought of them moving on, right? Like Mm -hmm. holding both at once. So I say this because what I'm so proud of and excited about is that we, our community and our sisterhood and our, um, being open with one another and being real about what's happening in our lives and in the world is leading us to a much deeper understanding and appreciation for what is really happening Mm. with our lives at all times. Mm. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. I'm sitting here as usual doodling, uh, as you're talking, um, because absolutely, like this weekend, I just, I woke up and I just grabbed all my like stickers, mm-hmm. uh, different color paper. I grabbed my little mini collage that mm-hmm. we made at the yoga and writing retreat that we had on July 27th. I got my mm-hmm. picture, one of my little, our doodle pictures of Ladybird, that beautiful dog mm-hmm. uh, that we saw when we arrived, who was just laying out in the sun. Um, I, I just grabbed all these materials and I just went to Starbucks and I just sat and I just mm-hmm. wrote for like two hours just about not only the shifts that 
I'm going through, my sister's circle is going through, the world is going through, and I just wrote and looked outside the window, wrote, looked outside the window. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I noticed as well is that the leaves are starting to drop. Mm-hmm. Um, hearing things like, you know, now I see the squirrels, the squirrels are out. Mm-hmm. And um, it's interesting you talk about, you know, holding both at once, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think so many of our families are going through these like really earth shattering and earth shaking shifts, like generational shifts. Mm -hmm. And so um, definitely like, how do you hold both at once? Like, you know, standing back and looking at your, you know, your family, the good, the bad and the ugly and, and finding joy and like your uniqueness of your fi- your family and then also at the same time holding maybe a twinge of anger or just mm-hmm. sadness like holding both at once but it, because it's like we live in a world where it's like it's good or bad or you're happy or sad mm-hmm. or you're how are you I'm fine and mm-hmm. what I'm noticing there's this like profound sweetness in being like, I'm even, like, getting choked up thinking about it. Like, just being so proud of our life and our work and showing up and having these conversations and supporting each other and being real. And the profound, deep knowing that I am truly, like, alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. responsible for my own self and my mm. own inner work and my own relationships like fully taking personal responsibility um for how I show up in the world how I parent how I am a wife how I'm a friend like all of the roles and identities that we're all in and like I know it sounds I don't know I don't know how it sounds but to me it sounds so simple in that it's the basic foundational practices that we integrate and teach and talk about and thrive in in our community um, that sets the stage for us to take that kind of responsibility and for us to to be that clear and aware that that um, we are alone like and I don't mean alone as like lonely and lost Mm -hmm. I mean it as like a source of strength Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we're comfortable with ourselves so like me seeing you wake up and feel all the feels like in my mind and getting out of your bed and grabbing your tools and going to do your work and being with yourself, enjoying your own company, Rita, like that's amazing. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear someone else echo. Right. Cause like this, don't you think, how did it feel? (laughs) Well, I'm glad you asked me because it, it was like, I'll tell you, you know, I tell you, you and I, we, we, we found each other again in May. And then I, di- you know, I dived into Thrive and like just started eating it all up, soaking it all up and, and doing my, my work day by day. So that's May, right? Mm-hmm. And literally August, it's so like surreal because in April, if somebody would have told me, yeah, like on a Saturday morning, you're going to get up <laughs> and you're going to intuitively like, feel this something saying 
all right, it's time. Grab your grab your art supplies, grab your calendar, grab some collages and go to Starbucks and just and plan reflect on your summer and plan on the rest of 2018. If somebody would have told me that mm-hmm. that back in April, I would have been like, no, that's so not me. But it is me. And I'm just amazed at like how comfortable I felt just doing that. I'm just so amazed that like, okay, I woke up on a Saturday and that Saturday is mine. Like I for mm-hmm. what you know, for once in my life. I wake up and like Saturday is my day Mm -hmm. and I can create it as I wish. And, and at that moment, I wish to, um, instead of going crouching usually into my hyper anxiety mode, when I, when I wake up and say, Oh, the seasons change and go, Oh, I feel joy and grief at the same time. Usually, you know, the old reader would, I mean, this is literally like, all right, let me go find a Saturday brunch and look for a glass of wine. <laughs> you know, yes, let, me, yes. let me, you know, d- delve into, you know, watching political shows that reinforce my mo- morbid neoliberal beliefs about the world has gone to a hell in handbasket. But instead mm. of like going into that old zone, I, for the first time, for the first time, branched out like for the first time branched out like this past Saturday is such a big life changer for me it's such a life-changing day it's almost like a new birthday for me because instead of crouching back in like my fear zone and like wallowing and whatever I actually leaned into it and like just jumped into it and it was okay like I came out like it was okay and and also too I tell you what because timing is so impeccable so earlier this week you sent an uh, an email out to to the little own group and you had talked about all these wonderful like simple and sustainable changes that you were implementing like Mm -hmm. as part of like not just for you like part of your family Mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed that article by the way if Mm -hmm. other people are listening you made it for mommies or anyone but definitely for mommies I really appreciated how you really like went through some like simple changes that like made sense to me for the fall so Mm -hmm. so the bottom line and you're not a mom just so people don't people know yeah and I'm not a mom yeah Yeah, yeah. I'm not a mom but these were things that like these were simple strategies that spoke to me that that like like really spoke to me like oh she's feeling what I'm feeling she's right like yes like okay let me lay out some simple meal plans let me Mm -hmm. let me lay out oh let me dive into this and you had talked about the growth mindset and you and you had you had a link that pointed to coloring pages Mm-hmm. that were basically like affirmations that mm-hmm. anyone I mean granted they, they quote unquote were for kids but I've, right. I right. found them <laughs> I found them I'm gonna I'm gonna actually post some pictures in our um on our mighty network but I found that on Saturday morning these were the simple tools that I found myself doing at, at Starbucks and mm-hmm. in my by myself and telling myself it is okay that things are changing telling myself that mistakes are just a sign that I'm growing mm-hmm. And it felt so good to feel that support. It felt so good to like, okay, if I woke up and I feel anxiety, instead of like crouching into, you know, a downward spiral, it felt so good that, to feel that A, I can lean on myself and, I, and, I, and to have that in my heart, but B, like know where to go for those, those supports and so, those tools. Mm-hmm. It felt so good to like, A, know that I can support myself, but B, at the same time, I have, I'm part of this like sacred sister circle that, always at the same time it, it seems to be like at the same like the same vibe 
my, my collective circle is feeling the same thing. Oh, let me see what they're doing. Let me ask mm-hmm. questions. Let me pull some of their tools and strategies. Because once you start doing it and you see the rhythm and the routine, that's when you get in, hey, I'm feeling this season changing. I'm feeling the shifts of my life. Anyone else? And always, like always the response is me too. And here's how it's showing up in my life. Mm. And the thing that I love, like hearing you talk about your morning date with yourself and digging into the inner work and kind of looking at the areas of your life is like, you are not saying, oh, this is one more thing. One more thing I'm not good at. One more thing I don't do enough of. You're like, I was feeling it. I needed a break. I went and did, you know, I I needed some time to myself. I brought my materials and it's, this is how it changes to lifestyle. Mm. This is how it changes to like things that feel good. We want to do them more. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's why when people are like, Oh, I, um, when they'll say like, Oh yeah, I get up early in the morning, but I take the weekends off or how do you get up early? Like, isn't that blank, blank, blank. And it's like, it feels so good. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I want to do more things that feel good? And this is where this, um, like all the positive psych stuff that I'm studying and the Joe Dispenza, um, he's a doctor that does a lot of like brain um, and healing work. Um, his book, one of his books is called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And um, what he says all the time is like, you actually don't realize how addicted you are to feeling bad Mm, (laughs) until mm, you start mm, doing mm. things that feel good and you resist them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I meet all these women who resist feeling good and it's not um, a blame or a shame. It is like, Oh, you're literally just addicted to not to a few things to not yourself to mm-hmm. not being clear on what you want and you you need you you need in your life with your values and you may literally just be addicted mentally to feeling bad and then physically mm. what happens are those addictions to hormones adrenaline um feelings emotion it's all it's all contagious and all addictive <laughs> mm. so i'm just on the other side and teaching the other side and i'm like pulling one by one by one as many of you guys as possible to be like try this see how it feels and when it feels good let it feel good and do more yeah. try this see how it feels feel good do more, more. Like, it's like a it's like a <laughs> come on this is a fun place to be yes, you know? yes. and it doesn't mean And it doesn't mean I don't cry and it doesn't mean I don't have problems and it doesn't mean I don't have challenges. It means I'm fully human. And you know what it means to be fully human? That you have a huge range of emotions that you watch and you engage with as nature shows us the way. She does. She does. We are moving into, as we move closer to winter, winter is the season of death. Winter is the season yes. of darkness. Winter is when we go in. If you are strong and clear and ready and intentional, it will be a profound um, time for that level of reflection and inner work. Yeah, um, that's you're right. You know, now that you mentioned that, you uh, as you were saying, I, I was picturing how one season of work prepares you and yes. nourishes you for the yes. next. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Always. And it's every year. Yes. Yes. The rhythm. It's a rhythm. Yes. It's a rhythm. And now, so I, I, now I'm, I'm, I'm so happy. Like now with that, I'm, I'm even more like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I actually am proud of myself that I, when I woke up in that moment on Saturday morning, I like overrode that, like you said, well, also too, like Mel Robbins, she has a, a TED talk that basically talks through that whole process yeah. that you just like stop screwing yourself over. And she was talking about how like when that, when that reactive or just self-sabotaging, self-loathing thought kicks in about, oh my God, it's Saturday, it's playing or whatever. You t- yeah. Yeah. Override it with knowledge, that new intention yeah. and I did like I'm very human like I was just like oh my god like I'm I'm kidding myself I got things to do I'm starting grad school you know this week I should be and then I said no that's BS let me go do what I want to do and 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 it was just as simple mm-hmm. as that like it's, it's just making that conscious making that conscious commitment mm-hmm. mind over matter because you try I mean I think that part of the reason, I mean, listen, it's societal norms, it's habit, it's other, it's quote unquote, other women and other people we think are doing it differently. But I am telling you that if you start to follow and take care of your inner life, everything else will fall into place. I'm Mm -hmm. telling you that I believe it. I've seen it. I've researched it. Mm -hmm. I've studied it. I'm obsessed with this topic. I'm obsessed with this topic because I had a lot of pain and suffering. I'm obsessed with this topic because I cannot believe how magical and healthy and strong I am and my life is. And I don't want anyone suffering if they don't have to when we have these tools. Yeah. Why Why are we doing that? Exactly. There is so much joy. Yes. There is so much yes. um, intimacy. There's so much just beautiful relationship and connection if you open yourself to it. And listen, sometimes we have to have a therapist, uh, get a healing, go to acupuncture, go to a doctor, get medicine. Like we actually have things that we may need to do to get us in that place. But I'm telling you that when we do the basics with Mm -hmm. the sleep, with the food, with the stillness, with moving our body and feeling good, it will, that is enough to to start to change the transformation. So I think that um, it's layered. And one of the things I was thinking about, so Rita and I are having this conversation today because we're moving into fall and Rita is going to be, uh, this is the first time that we're going to run Thrive uh, live with coaching and calls um, with Rita as our community manager, community leader. And um, so we wanted to share about how we teach and what we teach and what we're going to be doing. And one of the things I was reflecting on this morning is that Thrive, when I started it basically five years ago, um, my level of experience and trust and confidence in the tools was good. I would say it was good. Mm-hmm. You know, I was good. I was interested. I was experiencing. I was reading up a storm. I w- it was good. Five years later, it's freaking solid. I'm like, dude, this will change your life, period. Like, I don't have any hesitation that I know that some of that, that a number of these tools will give you energy, will restore your, your natural abundance, your connection. Like, 
as we continue to get the science that backs up what we were learning from the wisdom traditions and it's all coming together and everywhere I go, they're saying the same things from my positive psychology certification to the stress management textbook that I'm using for AU class, like all of the pieces. I just sit here and smile like this is all coming together. It's so beautiful. It's so potent. And we want to spread this, right? Spread it. (laughs) We want to spread, we want to radiate out these feelings. We want to radiate out um, this knowledge and this information because we don't have to suffer and be miserable. We don't have to be in isolation. We don't have to suffer from perfectionism and lack of boundaries and fear-based living. Like we actually have the, the right to feeling vibrant, vital, energetic, radiant. Like that's our right. But you As know humans. what? I actually, Pleasance, can you rewind that? Because I think for my for my own journey, I'm still freeing myself from that. Like you know, I think that like especially women, it's like we really wear a badge of suffering. Like 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 we we take oh, like we take on suffering and like self punishment as like this badge of like honor, you know. And I, I, know. I want I'm a, I'm working on that to clear myself of that every day but pleasant's like I, you're right we don't we i'm so glad you said that for this monday we don't have to suffer. how <laughs> old are you Rita? how old are you okay so five years from now you will have been studying this for five years and practicing it and thinking about it and it will it will dissolve mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. that's why i wanted to start with the five years it's not six weeks it's not six minutes mm-hmm. it's like literally this is why the breaking the habit of being yourself work is so potent because this is how we shed those layers. Mm-hmm. Black, white, green, mm-hmm. brown, mm-hmm. rich, poor, right? It's mm-hmm. like, and is the, first of all, let's also say there is a tremendous amount of privilege that you and I both experience right now by the fact that it's Monday morning and we're having this conversation. Oh yeah, absolutely. And we, we honor that. So absolutely. Like, just side note, we are very privileged. We know that, period. And I feel privilege of soul, privilege mm-hmm. of spirit, privilege mm-hmm. of energy. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I really didn't want to, I wasn't meaning to talk about the not drinking on this. Like it's not a, it's not a not drinking episode. It's a thrive and a seasonal shifts episode, but I want to share with you guys that my biggest shift, my biggest like bow to this work and to feeling awesome is that I'm now two months, almost two months. I'm about four, five days away from two months of not drinking. And it is like watch out world because I was powerful and strong and energetic with drinking. Mm. <laughs> then you take that away mm. and it's like the universe is conspiring, is helping me, mm. is is providing for me at mm-hmm. levels and ways that I could never imagine. Mm. from the inside out and so my commitment to this season and to the change and the evolution over time I have been a heavy drinker for 26 years 26 I started drinking when I was 14 all right now (laughs) and so we're cut from the same cloth we're cut from the same cloth and I I tell you well let, let me let me ask you a question why 
If you want to share, of course. Why? It why? was divine because I was driving home. I had been at my friend's house. We'd had a wonderful few weeks. Super fun. Um, I was driving the kids home for a two-hour road trip. And I was relaxing and breathing and just feeling really joyful. And, like, intuition, divine guidance, angels, soul. I don't know the what mm-hmm. said stop drinking mm. and I said okay mm-hmm. like it was just like if you want to I, I'm trying to think how to describe it it's really hard have you ever had guidance from somewhere where you don't know where it came from or oh, yeah. it came from, but you just trusted it 100%. absolutely absolutely and, you, and so you say okay and then my brain, because this is how brains work with neuroplasticity, once you train it and you skill up, which is, I love teaching people how to do this. The divine guidance came in, quit drinking. The fear showed up. I can't, mm. I can't, I'm scared. I can't, mm-hmm. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Identity, relationship, well, friends, husband, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then underneath pause, rest, relax, trust. There was some reason that that guidance came in and, um, then my brain, because brains love to help problem solve, mm-hmm, my brain started mm-hmm. to solve the problem. Okay, so let's say you are going to do it. Um, here's what I want you to do. get Surround yourself with people who don't drink. Like, tell people who don't drink you're going to quit. Um, read some books. Listen to some podcasts. Like, get your support system. Mm-hmm. Don't just quit and then like be afraid and not get the support, like gather, problem solve information, get the resources you need. So I contacted a friend, I contacted a few friends, a few family members later that afternoon. I wrote in my journal, I got home from that drive. I sat down, I was crying. I was bawling, Mm -hmm. I was Mm -hmm. hysterical crying. Mm. My kids were upstairs unpacking. I took out my journal. I went in the other room and I was like, oh my God, I'm so afraid. This is so a part of my identity, so a part Mm. of my life. But that was not true because I, when I wrote down like in the journal, the stories I was telling myself, I'm so far removed in so many ways from a drinking lifestyle. Um, I still had, I mean, what I mean by that is not all my friends drink because I have a lot of friends in spirituality. I have a lot of friends in yoga, meditation who don't drink. I have, and I am so blessed, Riri, because everybody who's in my inner circle, there's like probably five people in my inner, like my little board of directors for my life. They are, it is such unconditional love. Mm. They love whenever I get a new tattoo, if I dye my hair purple, if I want to go to another training, if I want to do a new job, they're all like, we love you. Go mm-hmm. be you. Do you. So when I was like, I want to quit drinking, they're like, we love you. Be you. Like there was no judgment. Like I'm so lucky that I built this network. Um, and it's intentional. Listen, it's not luck. Let me be clear. Mm-hmm. Let me, mm-hmm. hold on. Let me back up. Mm-hmm. Cause I was getting ready to ask you about that. It's intentional about building it, a board of directors. That's, it's that's intentional. new to me. Those are people who are my people. Mm-hmm. They just love and adore me and mm-hmm. they see all of me. Mm-hmm. They're not students. They're not fans. They're not, they're not putting me on a pedestal or thinking I'm a teacher. They're not following. They are, they see the good, the bad and the ugly. They mm-hmm. saw those late nights of too much drinking. They held my hair. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They smoke cigarettes with me. They, you know, they did all the things. And when I go teach a yoga retreat, they say, goodbye, we love you. They never judge me. They never put me down. They are all love for the mm-hmm. whole person. And it's the same. I see all the good, bad, ugly in them. And I mm-hmm. love them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same. It's that, that kind of um, like tennis volley back and forth with, you know, mm-hmm. with like, this is me, this is you like that back and forth, that back and forth. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what a relationship is back and forth, back and forth um, of energy. And so I told them I did all these things in that one day, but the truth is Rita, the quit drinking popped into my head probably two or three years ago and I wasn't ready, quote unquote. Okay. I was way too scared. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the signs that I knew I wasn't ready and I was scared. You know how you said when you were um, journaling about your life, you were uh, looking at your quote unquote, did you say mistakes or failures? I can't remember. Mistakes. Mistakes. Um, and looking at them as information, right? Mm-hmm. So about two years ago, I was listening to a podcast and the person said she was sober. She was going to quit drinking. And I got so mad. Oh, <laughs> I deleted the, I stopped it and I deleted the podcast. I was like, oh my God, I do not want to hear People talk about quit drinking. That is so boring. And that went on for a, a like way, like way longer than I want to admit. Every time I would see a podcast episode for people I listen to or or read or book about being sober, I was basically like middle finger, like f you. I'm sorry, that's too funny. Unsubscribe. And so eventually this winter, I was like, hmm, I'm, I'm really angry at people who are getting sober. This is weird. Like, why do I care so much? You know? That's my like, next question. Did you and do I some would, more like, investigation? And I would roll my eyes. I would roll my eyes at me and be like, oh, this is so hipster. Like, why is it so cool to be sober? I mean, I literally had so much judgment. So much. So, um, you know, how about, um, mistakes and lessons learned? (laughs) It's because I was too afraid because it was a mirror. Mm. It was information. It was because I had, um, an abusive relationship with alcohol and I'd had one for 26 years. And what I mean by that is that I have a very high tolerance because I've been drinking for so long Mm -hmm. that I can have eight, nine, 10 drinks in a day. Like if I were out at a party or like out on vacation and Uh be totally fine that night. Uh But there's no reason that my body has to be abused like that. Uh Uh And I'm not talking about anyone else. I'm now I'm very much at the point once I made the decision for myself that this was not a good thing in my life. um, I it was like totally light switch where Uh I really don't care if anybody else drinks. It's not triggering to me anymore. My husband drinks, all my friends drink like I don't care. I'm Mm -hmm. not judging them. Mm -hmm. It's not for them. The reason why I cared and unsubscribed and deleted and got angry uh, two years ago up until this winter is because it was it was my own soul begging to stop. Mm. And I wasn't listening. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a problem. I never had an intervention. Mm -hmm. I'm not I didn't black out. I haven't puked in 
you know, since college, like it's not, or maybe after college, but you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Years, like I'm not an, I don't consider myself. And so here is ready. Here is the mind blowing thing. Just like in all these other areas in our world, we have two things, alcoholic, not alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's duality, always a duality. But what if you're in the middle? Yeah. What if you yeah. abuse it? Yeah. What if you drink it too much? It still takes a, a toll. Lot? It still takes a toll on our bodies. I mean, I just, mm-hmm. like, that's what I mean is I'm not an alcoholic mm-hmm. and I'm not, not. I'm like in the middle where I like was using it a lot. And so mm-hmm. as I entered, I also think that divine guidance knows that I am being stretched and expanded emotionally, physically, mentally, in all ways. Like the, the universe, I, like I said, is, is I can feel it. Like, like mm-hmm. middle age, lady, you, you know, you are 40. Mm-hmm. Like goddess, warrior, 40. Mm-hmm. Like you have a lot of big things, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, are you going to do it in the way you've always done it? Which is be really high functioning, highly responsible, highly capable, and drink too much or are you going to do it a way you've never done it before and this is my experiment I've never done life sober and it is an experiment it is an experiment because I mean again what, what I'm getting ready to say again is it's just what it is I, I don't want to anger anyone or trigger them I'm just gonna I'm gonna say what I'm getting ready to say and you drink like again, I, be clear. Like, yeah, we can't, we're not. It's not like yeah, hot, like hot calling. Yeah. Like you're drinker, so yeah. it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, um, but for what it's worth, let me just give the context before I say what I'm gonna say. So, yeah. like, same thing. Like, I come from a family of like hardcore, like alcoholics, drinkers, whatever. Like, they literally, you know, there's a there's a rite of passage where like literally the elders like just start, you know, pouring shots for you at 13, 14 make sure you can handle it so you know that's fine and dandy and when I was in my 20s I'm now 37 when I was in my 20s I really really um really drank a lot um and it was just part of like numbing you know I did it I I drank not not everybody else I'm talking about me I drank to numb numb myself I drank taking on this identity of being part of my family because again all my family drinkers I'm going to drink too and then mm-hmm. so it was like an ide- a false identity thing mm-hmm. and it was a numbing of pain then when I um got to my 30s I'm like look I got you know I, I got stuff to do I work with young children I, I need to have my energy and so drinking the hardcore stuff just didn't work for me anymore so since then you know every now and then I'll have some wine or you know or, or you know a cocktail so I'm, I'm I've I've, I've, I've I still I still drink, but I'm not hardcore the way I used to be. So I just want to give context. But what I will say is, even for me, um, this year, again, just this year, earlier this year, it dawned on me um, because I started working at NIH, and of course, you know, at NIH, you know, everything they break things down to the science, you know, the the science of what is happening in the body. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. had I, I had walked across. Um, a research poster that was posted by the Institute of Alcoholism. And again, this poster, again, and again, not no judgment, but the poster was explaining what alcohol does to the liver and the pancreas. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I, t- I took a look at it for the first time. Because, you know, through the years, same thing. Like, I don't want to hear people talking about don't drink. And I didn't want to hear people talking about what drinking does to the body. I didn't want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 that, but earlier this year, I, I was like, hmm, this was a, and it was a, and it was very visual. See, I'm a visual mm-hmm. learner as well. Yeah. It, it literally was drawing pictures about what happens, like, to enzymes and proteins and things in your pancreas and your liver. And since I saw that poster, I have been thinking and journaling about, you know, again, for me. For, for me, right, for me, right. Rita, you know, this year definitely is a year of uh, purification and not in the not in the like super uh, hipster, you know, in the sky way. I'm not saying purification. I'm, t- I'm talking about like more on a deeper level, like me training myself to think good things. I'm not talking about a judgment way of purification. I'm talking about good, like like honor the good, see the good in people, like think good thoughts, like trying to just change my frequency. So I mean, purification from that level, like purification, meaning positive, upward vibration, instead of like always seeing the, the, the negative and stuff. So anyway, so I look at this poster and my reaction was, well, okay, so now I know, I now know at a chemical level, what this alcohol has done to my body. And now I know what it does to the body. And I decided to just dwell on that a little bit more for myself. Because again, I don't drink every day like I used to, and I'm not dependent on it like as I used to be. But again, just something to think about. I started to think about it again because I think about things at a macro and a micro. Like, why does society push drinking so much? Like, it makes a lot of money. Like, it makes a lot of money for restaurants. It makes a lot of money for the entertainment industry. And again, I'm not trying to build up a case, but I'm just I'm just asking questions. Like, you know, why is, you know, alcoholism is, I mean, alcohol drinking, it's really pushed. It's pushed on us. Um, and I'm just wondering, you know, with so much going on, Again, it's nice to just have discussions with people who are making choices for themselves, you know, making choices. And as opposed to, like you saying, staying in their corner of fear or their corner of, you know, what, I don't care. I'm just staying in my my state of resistance. So I say that all to say, even for me, you know, just thinking about and and really being conscious. Because, again, once you understand, you understand then the responsibility is on you. And, yes, it is true. Alcohol does have negative effects over time in the body and so yeah. I'm just throwing that out there it's like you know if we're doing anything we're talking about alcohol right now but right. if we're doing if, we're, if we if we consciously know that we're putting something in our body that a doesn't make us feel good and b you know quite frankly you know degenerates key tissues in our body what's mm-hmm. really behind what's really behind it why is there you know mm-hmm. why do we just as a as a herd if you will we just we all just succumb to, okay, we all drink and this is our identity as opposed to, you know, like you said, sitting in our feelings, like you said, like really confronting that anger mm-hmm. or in my, in my, my season right now, the resistance, like Rita, you know, you know, that doesn't make you feel comfortable. So now that I know that I have to be responsible and I should like do something about it when I'm ready. But I, I will say, yeah, yeah like, no, alcohol, I, I want to, I want to do things to my body that feel good and that promote longevity, not like, you know, but- right, right. Well, that's what I mean. I think that it's like, it's all of that. It's about if I'm doing it in all these other areas, why am I not doing it here? <laughs> yeah. And also, I'm very curious about it. Was I drinking regularly because I'd been doing it for so many years or was I doing it to numb out? Because in Thrive, we talk a lot about buffering and numbing out and like, what do you do to numb out? And 
I'm just curious. Like if I mm-hmm. don't take an extended break, I'm not going to have a big enough pause to say, oh, this is a moment I want to drink. I'm using it for emotions. Just like if anyone was overeating or mm-hmm. overspending or yes. anything that you have a more abusive relationship with. It's like, oh, okay, well, if I take a pause, then I'm going to say, so I was on the couch last week. I was at my grandmother's. My dad was visiting. My kids were on the couch. My uncle, we were all watching a movie. And I turned to my dad and I said, oh, I want to drink. Like, and I was noticing I'm feeling really joy. So this is fascinating. I was feeling so much love. I was feeling so much like gratitude that I was sitting at my, my grandma has this incredible couch, this big L shaped soft. And so, and it's huge because she had six kids. So it's, it's big. And so having all those people I love in one room in her, on my favorite couch was so loving for me. And what did I want to do? Drink. Drink. So I think that part of my, in fact, I know, not I think, I know that part of my drinking abuse was because I would feel love or happiness or joy and go to drink because it would take it down a notch. Mm. I wouldn't feel that so intensely. Now, why is that powerful? Because I adore my grandmother and we're making big changes for her. Mm. And so that is painful to sit in a room and feel so much love when you know that there is change right around the corner. Mm. So I'm curious. And as I watch my life over the next few months and when that feeling comes, was I using it not to not feel bad, but was I using it as a way to feel less good? Mm. Cause it's so scary to feel so good. It is. Cause we're not used to it, right? You're not used to it. And as you said, you know, there's a season of good. You know, there are times where it will it will transition over to right. loss or change, right. or and then that's scary, right? Very, very, very. So I think I'll continue to share about uh, the insights as they come in, and here's why. Um, I got so at the end, I did a podcast a few like last week or two weeks ago about the August, just you and me, which are the like private episodes I do just about like what's happening. And I mentioned the not drinking and I had a ridiculous amount of emails and texts really? from women who said, I've been thinking of stopping mm. Okay. or my husband stopped or my friend stopped for a year mm-hmm. or why are you stopping? You know, there was so much. Uh, feedback (laughs) and response. I do feel like this is a very relevant topic. And no, we are not going to turn into the soulful self-care sober session. (laughs) I don't just want to focus on that because it's not the thing. But I do think that there were so many people who reached out to me after I just mentioned that I quit Mm -hmm. drinking Mm -hmm. that um, I was like, we got to talk, you know, I wasn't expecting to talk so much about it today, but it is important and it is part of seasonal shifts and it is part of thriving and it's my truth right now. And I can't hide that, you know, I can't can't hide it. So it is. And and again, as we echo, you know, we're we're our little community, we're echo chamber again. Mm -hmm. I mean, the question mark that I have is, you know, well, Rita, you know, I'm not, I'm, I don't, I, I no longer identify, I don't have those family dark identity attachment issues anymore. Yeah. I 
do just fine without it. I don't crave it. So what yeah. is, you know, what is right. so I'm 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 definitely in that same space as as uh, those who also wanted to, you know, chat more and were interested. Like, okay, what 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 is it? We're all I guess we're all knocking, you know, we're all knocking on our own door. Like, okay, what is it really? And I, I just want to say, I am super open about this. You know, I, I have very few things that I won't talk about. Um, I can't think of any, actually. I love talking about money, sex, <laughs> drinking, 20-year relationships, learning disabilities, dyslexia, race. Uh, let's see. What else? Right. I can't actually think of one topic I won't. Uh, manic depression. We haven't done a depression episode yet. Oh, actually, I have my friend Kaylin coming on in two weeks, and we're going to do mental health and manic depression and oh, okay. uh, mental illness. Um, so anyway, I, I can't think of a topic I won't talk about. So if you are listening to this and you are like, you're, you get the chills or your heart is racing or you're like, oh, I need more help or I want to talk about it. Call me, reach out to me, email me, go on the website. I'll give you the list of like the podcast I listen to, the books I've read, um, the support. There's great, there's something called hip sobriety, which is just exactly that middle ground. It's a lot of yogis and meditators and just people who are like, I just don't want this in my life in this way. So I've got mm. lots of great resources. If you want them, please reach out. And that's exactly what I did when I went through it was I had heard, you know, been talking with this podcaster for many years who's sober. And so I reached out to her and said, I'm going sober and she supported me. So I just want to pay that forward. So please mm. always reach out. Um, it's do not feel like it's a bother or you're bothering me. It's it, it is literally the pleasure and privilege of my life to help others. That's what I want to do. So I'm happy to help. Um, and I've created space and time in my life to do that. So that feels amazing, you know? Mm -hmm. um, okay. So to wrap up, do you have any, what are your final like thoughts or questions or what, you know, people who are listening, thinking about making their own changes, do you have any support or guidance for them as they're moving into their next season? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'll say first, again, you know, just, you know, for every, we're all feeling this shift. We're all changing. We're all going through this just world. We're all feeling this. So whatever everyone's feeling right now, it's okay. We're all feeling this and we're all figuring it out. And we're all, we're all coping with change differently. Mm -hmm. So A, I want to say it's okay for whatever every, anyone is, individually feeling right now and it's okay for you to feel the way you feel your feelings are your own barometer they're your, they're like a, a your own like blueprint it's a beautiful thing it's like a, a finger excuse me not blueprint a fingerprint it's it, your feelings are yours and I just want to encourage and I'm saying it to my own self right now like own your feelings own them through this time of transition and like just take a second I know everyone's like you know frantically we're all trying to close down our summer and get you know get in our last vacations or getting this or getting that but if you if you haven't yet if you haven't yet just take out a piece of paper and a pen and some crowns if you have some but literally like just write and just take a moment to reflect on your summer you know just take a moment to you know what did I learn what worked what didn't um what did I love? What did I read? You know, um, I think that, that that's a great gift that you can give to yourself that costs nothing. And it's medicine. It's medicine to help you prepare for the fall. Mm -hmm. 
And as Pleasant said, we're here for you all. We love you. We're doing a lot of different interesting activities as we transition into the fall. So definitely, you know, check out Pleasant's little own website. Check us out. We have lots of interesting activities and resources to help everyone fall into their fall in a self, a soulful self-care way. And the three that are, um, I think, most relevant is our fall thrive, which is going to start in September. But the reason we definitely wanted to share with you our how we're going to be co-creating and collaborating this fall is that this Saturday, um, August 25th, we have a plan to thrive complimentary uh, intensive for our thrive members. So if any of this resonates with you and you want to learn how to set up your schedule and your daily rhythm, Uh, sign up for Thrive and you get invited to that workshop on Saturday. And then starting at the end of September, we'll have our monthly sacred uh, circles where we will dive into the questions and topics relevant to thriving and uh, real life challenges. And then finding um, together as a community wellness practices. And now I can say, you know, I'll be finishing my positive psych certification so I can say research-based practices evidence-based practices which everyone wants to hear that so now I now that I have that for you it's I'm just p.s I'm teaching the same stuff it's just now I say it's evidence-based um which I love I love DC um I do because I love data I mean as you know from working with me (laughs) as an administrator in school I love data data data. I love the numbers so um so if any of this is uh, resonates with you, join us on our adventures and other topics that you want to hear from Rita and I, just reach out and we'll jump on and jam about it. All right, Riri, have all a right. great week. I'll see you on Wednesday. See you on Wednesday. Love, Love you. you all. Love you all. Thank you. Bye. Bye.